Welcome to the Young Entrepreneur's Journey with your host, Yasmina Ellens. Welcome to the Young Entrepreneur's Journey, where we take the skills, mindset, and attitude needed to achieve any entrepreneurial endeavor, whether you're just starting out or you're already on your journey. And now, our host, Yasmina Ellens. Hello and welcome back to the Young Entrepreneur's Journey podcast with your host Yasmina Ellens and today I have the absolute pleasure of chatting with Zuzana Dobro who is the founder of The Who Method. Now Zuzana's story is really fascinating. She's a former communist kid who left the Eastern Bloc with just 200 pounds in her pocket to pursue her passion for design and then working across the creative industry in London her last full-time job was for a big corporation then she realized like many of us well I don't think this is my path so she then quit it to travel uh, to travel for two years solo around the world and then exploring the world for her was a really heart-opening eye-opening experience and that eventually led to her calling on the entrepreneurship journey what Susanna does is she helps entrepreneurs and small business owners gain clarity and reach alignment with their dream customer which I think is ex- extremely important so thank you so much for coming on today Susanna Yasmina thank you so much for having me I'm so looking forward to this Anytime. It's it's my pleasure. So my first question for you, Susanna, and this is kind of related to something I was saying in the bio, but like, could you give us more of a a picture of what actually got you into your entrepreneurial journey? Yeah, sure. So it definitely came uh, very, very strong and evident when I came back from my, you know, journey uh, after traveling for a couple of years uh, on my own. And uh, I just knew I didn't want to go back to exactly, you know, the, the same uh, familiar, easy journey, easy way of getting back into, uh, let's say, working, you know, for design studios or, or, or bigger companies uh, as a designer. And I just looked into like, uh, so, so how can I join all this experience that I had, right, for a couple of years? What are the lessons, you know, how this, this actually shaped me and changed me and directed me in a, in a different way? And also, how can I leverage the experience of being a problem solver, uh, you know, of being a designer, a creative person? Uh, how can I join these two forces, really, and really look about uh, more deeper into the human, you know, nature, human evolution? And, and how can I actually just, just like, chip in with my knowledge and my skill set and my, you know, passion for, for people and for life? And that's how it all really started. Uh, I just said... Uh, pretty clear boundaries of what I don't want and what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it makes such a difference. And I think for many people, when you have a break and a pause and you manage to get out of the wheel of your day-to-day life, you start having yeah. all of these deeper thoughts and these deeper reflections. And I'm, I'm extremely curious about your, your travel experiences. What, what was that like? What led to these breakthroughs? And, and what was the whole experience of just traveling by yourself all over the place? Like. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, there are so many things that happen, you know, in, in a couple of years, there are so many experiences you go through. But, you know, if I could sum it up, it's, it's definitely uh, answering my childhood dream. So really following and, and fulfilling my childhood dream, because, you know, uh, I, I grew up in Czechoslovakia during the communism. And as a kid, I was told, you are never going to be able to leave. You're never going to be able to see, you know, foreign places or, or different countries or, you know, speak to other people. Uh, and that, that really was, was very, you know, strong conditioning, really, you know, that I received. And I was always dreaming like, yeah, but what if, right? And how can I, how may I? So that dream always stayed with me. And, and when I had the opportunity and, and I was just like, okay, so what do I want next, right? I was like on top of my career, on top of, I had everything I wanted. Uh, and, and I was like, huh, okay, <laughs> is this really what I wanted? Uh, like up until now, probably, but there is so much more. So just answering my calling. And uh, really what, what travel gave me is exposure to different cultures, exposure to different places. I love going remote places, very remote. So I spend a lot of time in silence. I spend a lot of time with myself. Uh, I discovered that I am a really brilliant company to myself, which is like, wow, this is a blessing. <laughs> so I just, I just learned a very, you know, valuable lessons about myself and about the world and, and really uh, just, just being able to 
speak to different different people and see how they live and i usually you know when i when i like the place i stop for a while and i just hang around with people and i just see you know how they're actually living and they taught me a lot and i i just i just see so much goodness so much goodness in people uh, you know comparing to what you usually see in movies or in news and all of that but when you get down on the ground when you really connect with the people and and you know when you're really down on, on the earth, right? Uh, you mm. see, you will realize different things. Mm. I agree. And I think it's just such a great combination to, to get outside of yourself. And I believe many of us have, have always had a goal or like thought that this is something that we really want, but yeah. we hadn't actually taken the time to figure out, okay, but is this actually my calling? Is this actually what I really want to do? And I think when you're in an environment where you can then get to spend all of this time with yourself, and just understand yourself better. I feel like that's when all those breakthroughs come through. And also yeah, when no, you just get absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I would say traveling is one of those uh, one of those things that help you, that enable you to you know uh, go within, uh, really just step inside of yourself, and just slow down in a way, and and just allow for things to surface. Because when you're traveling solo, and uh, you know, like I don't like planning. And tomorrow I'm going to be there and day after I'm going to be there and like everything is planned and everything is controlled. And that's just like, that's suffocating for me because anyways, one thing I learned traveling is that I can plan half of the things, but the second 50% of the stuff will just happen. We'll just come into your way. We'll slap you. We'll make you laugh. We'll, we'll whatever, right? It's a roller coaster and you just have to be okay with that. This is not a really, you know, like just valuable lesson. Be okay with not knowing how to solve something or right now, or just allow for it and you will figure it out. You know, it's the same with the problem solving. You have to be okay with a blank canvas and just start, just start poking and exploring and you will find the answers. They will come to you. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's a very spontaneous thing, but it's also quite a scary thing when you're in a new place, it's foreign, maybe you don't know the language, you don't know the lay of the land, you don't know the people, you don't know the currency. Like the amount of times I've been in a foreign co- country and I look at the currency, I'm just like, trust the person that I'm paying. I'm like, just, just tell me what I'm supposed to pay you because I don't understand what this means. It can be, it can be a scary thing. And I think um, it just as you were saying, because entrepreneurs are problem solvers by nature, yeah. when you're traveling and you throw yourself in that foreign environment, you, you don't really know what's, it, it happens in entrepreneurship as well. You don't really know what's going to happen. I don't exactly. know what's going to happen. I've, I've made this decision. I, I'm in here now. I've, I've made my bed. <laughs> now, I need to, now I need to lie in it. Now I need to actually put my money where my mouth is and make something happen. I feel like it's a very similar thing with travel, which is, it, is it very, is. very cool. It is. Yeah. It, there are so many correlations in there, really. You know, it's, it definitely makes you uh, very resilient, uh, mm. you know, to, to, to just be okay in a way. Uh, even if you might be like at the beginning freaking out and being like, oh, I, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what to do right now. And, mm. you know, it's, it's okay because it's part of the process. It is literally just part of the process. Yeah, definitely. I know you're a fan of your analogies and I know you're known for having an analogy between ice hockey and entrepreneurship <laughs> as well. And so I'm really curious to, to hear how they're linked together in your eyes. Yeah. yeah, sure. So I'm not sure, like anyone listening in UK, obviously, then I'm not sure how much they're going to know about the ice hockey, but anyone who doesn't know much about ice hockey, just think of a rugby the same okay uh like the the, the principles are going to be very similar uh and really you know like the, the 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 connection between and correlation really i started to really join join these dots and and just it made me really like aware and also made me laugh a lot because i started to observe myself how i'm behaving or how i'm actually reacting and uh the reason i'm mentioning ice hockey is because i play ice hockey so i actually play here in, in london for elite team for women's team Hmm. So uh, I I really know this game and I played it for many years, uh, and uh, you know the, the the connections are like the first of all, ice hockey and entrepreneurship. You know it's always about you are playing a game, and when you when you enter into the arena to play the game, you are not a spectator anymore. So there is a huge difference between the game and spectator. So imagine it like for rugby is the same thing, or for football is the same thing where you have so many spectators 
being really, you know, air quotes, smart about how you should be actually playing the game while they are not actually playing it or they never really played it on a certain level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, anyone trying to tell you how you should be running your business or, or what the entrepreneurship is and have never played it, had never done it, it's just a spectator. And, you know, I would highly recommend anyone just do not listen to those people too much like you know just be very careful who you listen to uh where do you take your advice from who do you take your advice from super crucial you really want to uh, you know get advice from people that been there done it you know they know what you are talking about because one thing is a logical reasoning how things should be doing another one is actually emotional part you go through when you're running your business when you're an entrepreneur you know many people forget that oh i'm gonna be an entrepreneur i'm gonna do my own stuff right that's logical, but you have no idea how emotionally this is going to be affecting you. So be aware of that. And, you know, another correlation is like, you will get hit. Like in rugby, you will get hit. You have not played a game if you haven't gotten hit, you know, during the game. It's just not possible. It's the same in entrepreneurship. You're going to get hit. You're going to fall down to the ground and you're going to have to pick yourself up very fast. Mm-hmm. Ideally very fast. Um, so, that, you know, it's, it, you have to learn as an entrepreneur to be okay with being hit because mm. it's part of the game. And then, you know, you got to have a game plan. I, I, I don't know any good team that would be, you know, really, really good at winning without having a game plan. Same for business. You do need to have your strategy. You need to have your game plan and, you know, coaching and, and uh, you know, support team on mentors, every single sportsman, I would say, you know, how high performing sportsmen uh, have coach or have or had mentors and they always take on board the different mentors when they want to learn you know certain areas in their life so that is the same if you are if you want to be in a business you do need support you actually do want coach who can actually coach you through your 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 blind spots because they are your blind spot you're not seeing them so you do know, you need extra eyes you know uh, advice brain and guidance from someone else so the, you know the sports is the same it is exactly the same. And then, you know, you need to have your work ethic if you really want to have a, you know, some, if you really want to be good at sports uh, or, or just, you know, enjoy it and have a skills, you do need to have, you know, you need to work out, you need to, you know, stick to, stick to the, just working out and, and following that through. So it's the same in business. If you, in one day or one week, uh, you're like really super eager and then next week you don't feel like doing anything, you know, guess what? You're not going to, you're not going to get anywhere. So just, you know, uh, anyone, anyone considering uh, really stepping into entrepreneurship, uh, you need to be aware of this because there is a lot of correlation between the sports and, and entrepreneurs. And there are so many more, like, you know, like yeah. each time uh, I, I play a game or, or something happens, I always think about like, why did I react like this? What has prompted me to do this? And it's just, I always then connect it back to the business. Do I behave the same way in business? Where did it, you know, where is this coming from? So, you, you know, I'm looking for the root cause of my reactions and, you know, how I feel about things. So um, it's a constant learning for me. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's really, it was a beautiful analogy. I think it's really interesting how there are so many parallels from the, the, the failing and having to be willing to fail and throw yourself in the face of, of the unknown and having to pick yourself back up to um, having mentors. I know that at, at the top level of sports, Sports people actually hire extra coaches and extra mentors in all yep. of the various areas from like very niche nutritional areas to, to the actual, like the, the, the niche muscle groups and whatever. It's just very specific, but they do that just so they can get that extra edge over the competition because they know that you don't know what you don't know. And if exactly. you hire the best to, to teach you and guide you and shortcut that process, it's, it's really powerful. So that's, that's a really amazing analogy. I love that. And um, I'm curious to hear kind of about your, your transition from, so you had this big corporate career, you had everything you wanted, it was, you, know, you, were, you were on top, quote unquote, uh, and then you, you go traveling and you realize, damn, I want to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> what was that transition like for you? It was like, what are the terms? Like, what does it really mean for me to be an entrepreneur? And uh, I never... I never actually labeled, labeled myself as an entrepreneur, you know, when I was like going into my, like just doing my own stuff, uh, doing my, uh, do, doing things that I really enjoy. And, uh, 
obviously then your logical brain needs some kind of a, you know, labels. <laughs> you need to, like human beings, we are wired to belong to, into, you know, into groups or into somewhere, basically. And I was like, yeah, I, I am. I'm actually an entrepreneur. Also, you know, one of my identities is designer. I'm a creative designer. But it goes beyond. I stepped, I just, I just stepped into, into a different lane uh, and into on, in, onto a different journey. And uh, being a designer was limiting because I knew I wanted to solve a bigger problem. I wanted to look into a different ways of, of solving things. And I definitely wanted to stay independent. So I, I am very like independence is one of my highest values uh, that, that, you know, that I really uh, stand behind and they're just part of me. So really, I just wanted to be independent and, and free to decide when, when, you know, what I want to do, do, who I want to help, you know, what is meaningful to me. And that was really, that was really the core of the, you know, setting the boundaries, like this is who I am and this is what I want to do. And it took me some time to figure it out, you know, how to, how to actually do this. Uh, and also uh, to figure out like, you know, what kind of uh, clients I want to help or who do I want to help. And it's an ongoing journey. It's never going to end. This is the, th- this is the beauty of it. And I'm okay with that because like past, you know, two, three years, I really started to focus on a small businesses and really on entrepreneurs or solopreneurs or anyone who is, pondering up on uh, starting their own business or starting, you know, uh, starting transitioning from being a hobbyist into, uh, you know, a professional, uh, let's say uh, a solopreneur, right? So I'm really started to look into like, how can I help uh, people that are at beginning of this journey that do not have teams uh, or, or a huge funding behind how can I help them? You know? So this is actually what, what, what I am really focusing on right now because I really feel passionate about it. And, uh, you know, being an entrepreneur, you become friends with a lot of different entrepreneurs. So you literally immerse yourself into that, uh, you could say movement or uh, basically type of a thinking or, or actually it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's a lifestyle of choice that you make. Mm. Yeah, definitely. It's you're, you're basically immersing yourself into a world of people who think differently. That's what entrepreneurs are. And I think yeah. it's interesting because you're a designer. And I think that's also a very creative, unconventional, I've got to think out of the box and think differently. What would other people do? What would they not do? I think, I think that's fascinating. And uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you, you really do become a part of the world. It just completely sucks you in. And uh, it's, it's really interesting how that happens. So this kind of brings us to what you're doing right now, where you invented the who method and you help uh, entrepreneurs get in line with their, their dream customers and their dream clients. I, I think that's, that's awesome because you really don't want the wrong client. And I think one of the most fulfilling things is to, to be able to work with the people that you really want to work with. You really want to help them. You just get that extreme sense of satisfaction about helping this particular kind of person out. So I'd love to hear more about that. What, what is the who method? How does that work? Yeah, essentially it's uh it's um, composed of uh, three key, you could call pillars or elements. And uh, really it is uh, essentially uh, helping entrepreneurs to attract the right people into their business. And exactly as you said it, you know, to work with people that you really want to work and you really want to become, you know, you could, if you are a serving agency, then, you know, you want to become part of your client, right? It's almost like you're part of their team, you know, that that's really amazing. I, when that happens and when the relationships are actually the way they should be. So, uh, you know, there is, there is, uh, there are a lot of entrepreneurs that take, that take on clients that should not be taking them on. And that's because they do not have, the entrepreneurs actually do not have clarity in their boundaries and in their dream customer. Who is this person I really want to, you know, uh, work, work, uh, you know, with, who do I really want to help? And, you know, the Who Method really takes you through, gives you opportunity to gain that clarity, really. And, you know, everything starts with, with you as a business owner, because uh, you are your business. You know, if you are starting a business, you need to remember that you are your business, your person, uh, personality, you are, you are, 
yeah, literally expression, right, of your business. So it, for me, it really always starts with uh, just clarifying uh, why are you in a business and uh, what your values are. Uh, and I really go into more of a brain and heart intelligence. So I, I really uh, deep dive uh, with people and explain to them and extract the information from them, help them to actually express themselves. And out of that comes their, you know, why their mission, you know, could be a mission statement or client centric vision, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but uh, it's essentially finding out, first of all, who you are, what are your values and your core principles and, you know, what are the boundaries you are setting and then once you know that, then you can go and do your customer research. So uh, I also uh, teach and help entrepreneurs to research fast. That's the, that's the thing. You know, many people actually bypass. They think they know their, their, their target audience or they think they know their clients. Uh, but essentially, I really, uh, I strive to explain to them uh, what does the 360 person centric discovery, the research actually means and how you should be doing it. So you can get the valuable insights uh, out of that. And, uh, you know, the last, uh, last pillar of the who method really is the business and client alignment. You can only achieve it if you have the right information about the people you want to serve. And if you have clarity in who you are as a person, what is your identity as a business owner and where are you heading? So then you can join those two, uh, two dots together. And if you're able to do that, your messaging will come so much more easier. Uh, you know, you're going to be able to collaborate with copywriter ideally. Uh, and it's so much easier. It's just, everything just becomes so much uh, easier to message and uh, I know what are the products, what are the services that you, you really want to bring, you know, to your world and to your clients and ideally get a client on board to help you actually, you know, build them with you. That's, that's really, uh, when, you, when you think about it, really successful companies uh, are putting the client at the center of everything. And this is really, you know, like a person-centric development and design of products. And that's, that's what's happening a lot in a tech industry, for example, and in other industries also. And there are certain ways and methodologies and, you know, certain ways basically you can achieve that. And uh, this is my forte. This is actually my, you know, a decade of experience actually working behind the scenes for big brands, uh, even startups, uh, and helping helping them to actually, you know, fine tune and prepare everything, everything that happens before they actually start creating their products or solutions. Mm, definitely, I think it, it all does start with the customer and just the power of niche and finding those people that you can really help and with whom you can really be in alignment. Because I think a lot of uh, a lot of people who are starting out, I think a mistake that they make is they think, oh, I'm just gonna cast my net wide and anyone who gives me money is fine and I'll just uh, I'll just cater to everyone. And as you were saying with the messaging, then then you're not really no one's really resonating with you because yeah. you're watering down your message and they're like. I don't know why I'm here. I don't know what we're here. Like, why am I here with you? Um, so I, I think it's, it's a really powerful thing that you're doing. And I'm wondering, what are some things that someone listening could start to do today in order to start gaining that clarity, understanding, uh, understanding their customer better? Like, what, what is the language that they're speaking? What are the thoughts that are going through their head? What are some things that they can do today in order to start off that process? Yeah, uh, definitely one of the key, you know, downfalls that I see, especially uh, in, in small businesses and, and within the entrepreneurs is that they do not know how to, how to ask better and empowering questions because everything starts with that. And, uh, you know, your inquiry into what your... Uh, idle customers uh, or, you know, your avatar really wants is everything because, you know, money is in research and money is in asking more empowering questions, expanding open loop questions. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, it, this is, this is crucial to actually learn this and master it. And uh, then, uh, you know, as I mentioned before, definitely you need to understand yourself first. So you need to have a clarity in your in your who, right, and in your why. That's 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 the beginning, because when you think about it, you know, uh, just just to explain it in a very simple uh, way is that when you are launching a product product or service, 
something, let's say, new uh, into a market, or you are pivoting and, and you want to target someone completely different now. You know, the essential journey of, of uh, launch uh, creation is that you need to know your why. Why are you doing it? You need to have a clarity in that. Uh, if you don't, uh, you might run out of the enthusiasm to go through the whole journey, right? So you, you need to be passionate behind it. Ideally, we should be passionate behind that. Mm. Then you need to know your who. So who are the people that I am actually, you know, targeting? Who do I want to actually help with this? And then is where. So where is actually place? It's a market. You see, and this is where, where quite a few people, uh, you know, mess it up, where they are, uh, they, they know their why. Then usually what happens with entrepreneurs, they know their why. They know what it is, right, uh, that they want to deliver their product or, you know, their offer. And that's it. And then they try to pinpoint and join the dots together. But it's actually, it, it's a sequential thing that you, that you should know. So your why, your who. And then where? Where is the market? What is the market I want to actually, you know, uh, address? And how do I carve my space in that market, right? So we can, you know, the typical example is red ocean and blue ocean. So my niche. Uh, so where do I carve my, you know, piece, piece of the, you know, um, how do you say it? <laughs> my space within the market hmm. where if you go straight into the market, and then you try to figure out who is in the market, uh, you are already doing it backwards. And, and you most probably are gonna be struggling, you're gonna get stuck because if you find a market and it's not filled with the right people, you are doomed to have a lot of trouble. Uh, you're gonna be off targeting, you're gonna be off messaging, uh, you're gonna maybe onboard a nightmare clients. So have first the clarity who is the person you really want to serve and then you go where do I find them where do they congregate where you know where are they okay and and then only then you should actually after knowing what 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 your people want after that you should be considering what is that thing that I can really give them and deliver so uh, you know it's it's that what do they want and then delivering what they actually need there is a huge difference between what they want and what they actually need mm. so so this is a, a very powerful and very simple concept that uh, i hope more people will be able to grasp you know if they look into that but essentially what tends to happen is that when people tell you oh i want uh, i want this uh, because i am struggling with this and they think that they know that what they're asking you for is exactly what they should be getting but if you are experienced and if you know your craft, if you, if you have your idea that, you know, like, oh, I understand what they want, but I think, I really believe, you know, this is what they need. So you kind of join their want and you put your own solution on top of it, like your, your, your own spin into that. This is how uh, really, you know, like uh, innovative uh, products and services are actually, actually made. Yes, you take mm. on board uh, the, the pain and struggles of your customers. But you also need to be very clear. Do we need to reframe this problem? Do we, are, we, are we asking the right questions? Again, it goes back to the question. And only mm. then you go into how, okay? So how are the solutions? How do I launch my campaign? How do I launch my product? How do I, you know, do X, Y, Z? This is all tactical. This is tactic and, you know, I need a new funnel and, I, oh, no, I'm going to do organic. Uh, I'm going to do a challenge. This is all tactical. So how do I do that? And then when? So you need to have a clarity about your campaign, the timings and everything, and you wrap it mm. up, uh, you know? So it's, it's very, it's pretty sequential and you need to, you need to, you should be ideally honoring, you know, this, this sequence in order for you to have a good chance <laughs> for success. Mm. Definitely. Yeah. It's, uh, it's like the, the tactical part is the final piece of the puzzle. Exactly. First, exactly. You need to just, it's a thing that I think everyone wants to jump to like, Oh, how do I build this funnel? And how do I do this? And how do I do that? And they've not done the really crucial heavy lifting in the background. That's actually the most important thing that you can do for your business. Yeah. So that's a, that's a really interesting thing. And, uh, I'm wondering how can, how can someone make sure that their messaging is really in alignment with their customer. You will only know that once you start getting a feedback mm. or silence. <laughs> 
So uh, to making sure, uh, like, like with everything, you know, it's, it's the same with, uh, uh, you know, messaging is, is uh, copywriting also, right? Uh, a lot of copywriting and, uh, you know, the best, the top, top copywriters in the world, they will tell you, test, test, test. I can just confirm the same thing. When, you know, when companies are, uh, are creating uh, something, something different on you or, or revamping their, you know, whatever it is, the service, they test a lot and they actually test with clients that they pay. Uh, so, you know, they don't test with their friends or with the fellow entrepreneurs from their community, you know, mm-hmm. they actually test with clients because guess what? It's the person who's going to be paying you for your services is the person you should be listening to because if they don't resonate, if they don't connect, if they actually don't care about what you got, then, you know, two things could happen in there is that they really don't need it and you just misfired or you are not messaging it. You are not, uh, you know, uh, like getting in across to them uh, in a, in a right way, or you do not understand where within the market sophistication they are actually, or you are actually. So it's all about then just reverse engineering and just, just, just trying to see. So my testing is telling me this, why is that? And ideally, most of the time, the fastest way to get a feedback is directly speaking to your customers. If you can mm-hmm. do that, it's the fastest. You will save a lot of assumptions, a lot of time, uh, and a lot of things trying to tweak, let's say, on your funnel, where, uh, you know, the problem might be lying in somewhere completely else. So testing really is the answer. Yeah, definitely. The, the market will tell you. <laughs> the market will yeah. tell you what it wants or what it needs. And uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take, I think it's something so simple. It doesn't take much to ask a question to your audience or to put out a poll. But I think it's just something that just seems so simple that is, is very, very often overlooked, but also a very, very important thing. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I'm curious because you mentioned that you you work behind the scenes with all of these big brands. I'm wondering what that experience was like for you and what what were some of the most powerful lessons that you learned from that experience? So the experience uh, was uh, really, really positive. I I would say I was very blessed to always uh, be able to work uh, with people that knew what they were doing. So that's quite important also, you know. Uh, so most of the time that was that was the scenario and it really gave me uh a great lessons and and uh the you could say the best school uh really uh to to grow as a professional and you know to to really learn from the best in the industry so mm-hmm. you know i be, i worked uh, by side uh, of best researchers uh that are out there or best really you know user experience and customer experience designers and you know work with them uh, together on the projects or really, really, you know, very interesting, uh, you know, business strategies. So I, I seen, and I've been exposed to a lot of different, a lot of different people. And also, you know, I worked with a lot of different, uh, leaders within the, within the organization, uh, because, you know, one of the, one of the things that, that, uh, I would be doing and I'm still doing occasionally is I do, uh, design thinking workshop facilitation, uh, where I bring together, uh, let's say, a stakeholders, um, team leaders. It's it's usually very very rich uh, and also like colliding uh, environment. Uh, so I bring into the workshop uh, people that might not even you know get together, right? They might not like each other, and uh, I love it because. Uh, as soon as we are in a workshop, I'm able to actually just just stop all of that and and really focus on what we are actually you know trying to solve in here. So really get everyone rooting and get on board together, mm-hmm. actually solving. So leaving your your you know whatever whatever <laughs> dispute you had with someone behind and really just focusing on. Uh, going through the experience and really solving a difficult things uh, that, you know, things and people might be stuck and not being able to just, just get over certain things. And uh, me being a facilitator in that, in, in that progress, it's a, it's a, it's a huge responsibility, but also it's a, it's a great honor because when I see the results and then when I get a feedback, 
it's a huge relief for many people and you get results. That's the beauty of it. Again, you know, really well led and facilitated workshop uh, can actually fast forward your company and your team and get them unstuck super fast. It can happen within one or two days. That's mm. the magic. Instead of just trying to solve it with traditional methods uh, or, you know, whatever methods they, they do try to do. Yeah, it's it's all about being innovative and thinking out of the box. And I think it's it's really cool that you're in the design thinking space. And I'm wondering how can people start to train themselves to think in that way or to start embodying those kinds of principles in their in their business? Yeah, I uh, in their lives. That's a great question. Um I would say uh, start reading a little bit more about it, what it is and, you know, uh, why is it, it's been around for a, for a while and uh, mm. it's been used by, uh, you know, the top, top companies uh, and also for the, by, by startups. So anyone uh, who brings into their business uh, and put design, development and creation, you know, at forefront, so it's not the technology that is driving the, 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 the product creation, but it's actually uh, coming from, uh, from the design. And that design actually just represents the needs and you know, just, just really the needs of the users or the needs of the customers. So again, you put the human being you are trying to serve at the middle of everything. So that's the key. That's really, again, it's that customer-centric uh, you know, approach and uh, design thinking is a philosophy because uh, within design thinking, you will find different methodologies and frameworks and approaches how mm. to solve certain things. And the beauty of it, if you understand how to navigate and pick the right ones for the right thing you, you are trying to solve, uh, you know, you're not going to be uh, stuck and you're not going to be doubting, is this the right thing to do? Uh, you just need to know how to combine the, you know, methodologies together sometimes uh, because it really, every every problem is, Similar to other, but in a sense is unique because it's the people that are, are trying to solve it. They are unique, you see. So, uh, you know, frameworks are sometimes very good. Step one, step two, step three, but you cannot always apply it exactly that way. And, you know, like design thinking really helps you to product validate before it's built, which means you save a lot of money if you validate the product and you know prepare it the way that it's it, it has a high you know chance of success uh in a market instead of creating it throwing it out and and then hoping you know for the for the best assuming that this is gonna make it and you know uh, a half year later you you burn through your budget really badly and it's 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 not cheap to develop certain products. So, you know, you, you really want to validate really fast. That's the, that's the key of the design thinking, really. That's true. And again, it's about the humans who are actually going to be buying the product. Like, do they actually want it? Or exactly. Do they need it? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. I think that's a big mistake that Segway made because the Segway, they wanted it to be like the new bike or the new push scooter, but something, you know, something that people would use a lot. Uh, and, but they didn't, they didn't have it, their product validated by the market. And so now it's just a, a nice tourist thing. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. I'm actually doing a master's at Imperial. We're going to be doing a design thinking module. So I'm really excited to dive deeper into that myself. Oh, that's but, uh, excellent. And uh, yeah. like, you know, like uh, reach out to more, uh, anyone who is, who is uh, a design thinking facilitator and you have a question, just reach out, you know, like uh, I have occasionally people reaching out to me and asking, you know, for, for guidance or advice. Uh, usually this, this is from creative industry, uh, anyone who's more junior and it's only a few of them. And then, you know, like, it's like, I wish more people would be actually a little bit more brave and just reach out. And sometimes you just need to be pointing in the right direction about things. But, you know, this I'm thinking is really uh, experiential. You, 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 you really need to dive into and just uh, embrace the, the mm. way it is actually, you know, uh, executed the way it is done and and uh, the impact that uh, you know you will realize once you will see obviously the result but impacts are huge huge and they they really positive from my experience they're very positive because they definitely move uh, companies and you know people also uh, essentially they move people forward and again you know like we're talking about the customers and and you know the, who is who is the person you are serving but essentially 
you are also able to, like this is from my, as an external consultant, you are also able to help people within the company to grow as a human beings. Mm. This is, this is like a side, beautiful effect. Then mm. uh, once you learn how to, you know, the, the cliche uh, thing outside the box, right? Once you learn that, or once you know what tools to use, you can then apply it yourself. You can help, help uh, progress and, and grow and start thinking just differently, you know, about the things, reframe the things differently. And it will help you. Like it will help you a lot in your future, you know, in your work, anywhere you're going to go, basically. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the innovators, the people who think differently, the people who question, the people who, who understand how to look at a problem from a different perspective. I mean, those yeah. are the people who end up creating immense value for society. Yeah. That's a, it's a really awesome thing. So I'm curious, veering back towards you, the person, mm-hmm. uh, the entrepreneur, I'm wondering what are some, apart from ice hockey, what are some non-business activities uh, that you do that indirectly impact your business? So I would say definitely just it's, it's, a, it's an ongoing self-exploration and self-growth and understanding uh, of how my, uh, you know, the connection between the brain and the mind. So really just understanding, you know, how, how we are wired, uh, how can I change the habits that I don't want to have. So really the number one is really just, just the ongoing uh, transformation of myself. It's, it's probably the most uh, most important part uh, of me uh, being able to then, uh, you know, uh, help others because uh, one very simple thing I realized, like when I am not okay, I cannot help anyone else. Mm-hmm. As it just, it's just everything, you know, like another, another saying, like everything, you know, in order to change the world, first you need to change yourself. Everything starts with you. It is so truth because essentially when you think about it in a very simple way, when you are not feeling well, and this could be physical or this could be emotional, you, you cannot help anyone else around you. Uh, so this is really, you know, just, just a very crucial reminder all the time, uh, you know, uh, for me especially, to be aware. So really going more into awareness, into intuition, uh, learning how to work with my dreams, which is a new one, uh, mm. uh, and going more into you know, what does spirituality mean? Uh, you know, uh, who am I really? And just, just going a little bit, not a little bit, going more beyond just the typical, uh, I would say, Western, you know, thinking. So just exploring, very exploring, you know, exploring uh, traditional uh, indigenous uh, just, just way of being and, you know, how they are perceiving, how they are living and just learning really to simplify my life more and more and more that that has been huge for me so but i'm still you know and I'm, I'm still a student i'm still learning so will i ever you know know or 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 become uh you know someone i might be striving to be i don't know uh but one thing i know that uh anytime i stop and just ignore you know ignore the intuition or ignore certain things then I just, I just get stuck or I go backwards, you know? So I'm really just, just into more growing and expanding and just being a better, better soul each day or next day, you know, that's, that's really what I, what I start, strive for. Hmm. That's beautiful. I think when you're more in line and in tune with yourself, like how mm. is my body feeling? What's going through in my mind? What am I thinking? Where am I at right now? The more in tune you can be with yourself, the better you can understand yourself, the better that you can then take care of yourself, which means you're then going to have this brimming fountain. So you're going to have more, more to give for others as well, which is such a great thing. One thing yeah. that I'm really curious about, and you just mentioned it as an offhand comment, but I've been tracking my dreams, just writing them down for a couple of years now. And so I'm, I'm fascinated by dreams just because I like how zany they get. Um, and I think you can learn a lot from them when you think like, oh, these are my subconscious thoughts. That's really interesting that I'm thinking about that stuff. How do you work with your dreams? So, you know, the ancient wisdom says that we create in our dreams. Mm. And now, uh, you know, uh, this might get a little bit more woo for some people, but it's okay. Uh, it's all about, you know, uh, making someone ponder and think, what? 
<laughs> but Asian says that, you know, we create in our dreams. And uh, what does that mean is that uh, when you, when you fall asleep, so your body falls asleep, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, said that your luminous body, your energy leaves your body and goes into different dimensions. So you never really sleep, but you know, your energy, your energetic body, your double, some, you know, in some Asian uh, tribes, they call it your double. It goes away into different, different, uh, you know, dimensions and realms and creates an S. Uh, and then, uh, you know, before you are, you are about to wake up, it comes back into your body. Hmm. So uh, also, I think if you are having a vivid dreams, that, you know, the, the achieving, achieving a state of vivid dream that you are in a dream, but you are aware that you are dreaming, pay mm. attention to those because if you are able to recall that next next morning that oh wow this is what happened and i was aware and it's freaky and it's amazing and you know whatever emotions pay attention to that because it's not about what happens in the dreams it's about what your intuition is interpreting out of those dreams and ask yourself again this is going back to the asking a really empowering you know and and better questions Pay attention to what certain situation in a dream, uh, ask yourself, like, what did this mean for me? Uh, how do I feel about it right now? It's not about like a logical object. Someone uh, passed me a glass and it broke, you know, I'm giving you a silly example, but you know, mm. anything can happen in dreams. It's all about, it's, it's not about uh, like, oh, broke a glass, you know, I'm useless or whatever. No, it's not about that. What is the meaning behind? Where is the message? Mm. So always, uh, you know, ask yourself about this and it, you know, you mentioned that your dreams uh, might be subconscious. Uh, it really depends from the, 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 the belief uh, or from the thought of belief or teachings uh, this is coming from, uh, because when you think about it, Freud, you know, he, he interprets uh, dreams in a certain way. When you think about uh, maybe uh, shamanism and shamans, they uh, they explain the dreams and what it actually means slightly different. So it very much depends. Be aware of the school of school of thoughts that you are that you have onboarded into your mind, mm. and just look into the dreams and how they're interpreted in in different um, uh, in different in different societies or in different cultures, uh, and and just just explore a little bit more. You know what how the, how this you know, like how certain people are interpreting dreams. Uh, so. It's super powerful. Uh, and also be aware, uh, like uh, maybe you are tracking it for yourself, but be aware when there is a new moon and when there is a full moon. Huge difference. And mm. pay attention to your dreams. Pay, pay attention to what's happening. Because we are electromagnetic beings. Literally, we are electromagnetic beings. And, mm. uh, you know, uh, a moon and the sun, it affects us uh, in a way that we are not aware of because we, I guess, we lost that ability <laughs> yeah but you know everything is connected to everything so exploring these topics and, and and learning about yourself more and more it's uh it's one of the gifts that we have as a human beings i would say mm. yeah i think uh, a lot of a lot of incredible things have come through exploration like literally all the way up to the, from the discovery of the uh, america of the, the western world discovering that to discovering yeah. the moon and other planets i think um one interesting thing that you said was how we create in our dreams. And I think some of the most amazing works in, in literature and, and art and music have come out of dream, like, like the Beatles guy who woke up with the entire tune of yesterday in his head uh, that he just completely come up with in his dream, which is a, a really cool thing. I think another way that you could interpret that is like you, you create your dreams as in you turn your dreams, the things that you really want to do into your reality and I think one part of your story that is really interesting that we haven't really touched on so far is the fact that you you grew up under communism and people were telling you you know you're not going to do this and you're not going to do that as you were saying earlier and you kind of had these dreams and this calling um, for what you wanted to do what what led you to go and pursue those and then make that a reality I, I don't know if there is like a definitional word for it, but I'll try to describe it this way. I just couldn't help myself not to. Hmm. It's that, it's that inner engine 
whatever you want to call it, uh, that it's just, it is just me. This is me. And, and this is, this is what I need to explore. It was like, it's like breathing, right? Uh, you are not conscious of breathing, but you are breathing, right? It's a, it's a subconscious, it's a subconscious, uh, thing that happens, uh, within your body. Uh, and it, it really was just like, I couldn't help it. I'm, you know, I'm, it, this is just part of me. And it's the same with uh, designing or it's the same with entrepreneurship. I just can't turn it off. It is part of my identity. It is, it is uh, part of who I am here, you know, on this earth. And uh, it is, it makes me alive. And, uh, you know, it's, it's like the air for me to breathe. Mm. It's that. Yeah. So try to define it. <laughs> I, <know>. I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's just like, it's just a part of who you are. And in your mind, it's like, there, there's no other choice. This is who I am. Of course, I'm going to pursue it. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, many times you have no idea like, oh, how, you know, <laughs> like, what is this? And, I, and sometimes it might be, you know, sometimes it can be pretty heavy because you just mm. don't, you know, you cannot logically explain to yourself uh, why certain things are happening or why are you doing certain things? Because obviously your, you know, your logical brain needs to, it's wired like that. It needs to connect all the dots and, you know, your intuition, uh, let's say your heart is, 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 it just knows, you know, it's, it's always when you have that moment in your life that, you know that you know. This is very mm -hmm. important. There is a difference between understanding something and knowing something. So when you know that you know, it it's this it it's your it's your internal you know compass. Let's put it that mm -hmm. way. That's a good one. Internal compass. Another yeah. Another another cliche <laughs> expression, but it is it is you know you could consider it that way. Mm. Yeah, it's like also almost a sense of a really strong why. Like it's just kind mm. of like your why is who you are. And any any like a strong why supersedes any how. It's not it's not a matter of how, it's a matter of why. If if the why is compelling enough, you're you're gonna figure it out. And I think just to wrap up the yeah. theme of this whole conversation of whether you're a designer or an entrepreneur or you, you have a dream and a calling, you wanna like it you always think with the why this is the end goal what, what can we achieve what can we explore what can we innovate and then just throwing yourself out there the hows are just going to all figure themselves out yeah exactly you know like as soon as you embarked on the journey the universe will conspire with you and for you that's the mm. beauty of it and mm. uh you know like i'm sure i'm sure anyone listening uh, could 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 find some examples in their life as soon as they allow themselves to embark on certain uh, you know journey uh things just starting to happen <laughs> for them you know and that's the beauty of it right uh that's that's just it's just really uh, many times uh, we stop uh, ourselves from from uh, creating or from exploring uh, because we just don't know we, we just don't know we, we don't have a clarity we, we you know we cannot see it it's around a corner and many times unfortunately we you know many people stop so if you if you repeat those patterns and if you stop yourself you, you you're never gonna you know you're never gonna step outside of your box outside of your circle uh, and you know mm. you it's uh it's all about uh allowing for that at least at least for me i can only obviously speak from my own experience mm, definitely those are those are some really powerful words like that right there i love that and uh, that brings me to my final question which is what are the three key truths about the entrepreneurial journey that you would share with a young entrepreneur today oh uh, so I would probably just just take one of one of the things that I mentioned, you know, when we were talking about uh, sports, ice hockey, or rugby, and entrepreneurship, is that as a young entrepreneur, learn how to get up fast after you go after you've been hit, just bounce back, uh, learn how to do that fast, even though it hurts, because it's gonna happen, and you're gonna have to be okay with that because it's part of the game. So that would be probably, you know, the first one that, uh, that came to my mind immediately. The second one uh, is if, if some young entrepreneurs are feeling stuck and they don't know their why, 
So uh, the typical questions like, what is my why? And uh, another very usual question uh, is that people are asking themselves, what is my purpose? So what mm-hmm. is my purpose? Uh, you could say, what is my purpose in life? Or what is my purpose uh, in, on this earth? Uh, and many people get stuck. Many entrepreneurs get stuck on this one. And uh, just my uh, you know, advice would be, uh, oh, first of all, I would say it's normal. You are not alone. <laughs> I see you and uh, you are definitely not alone with this. And uh, one thing to, 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 uh, that, that will perhaps allow you to move, uh, you know, out of, out of being stuck, stuck, uh, you know, uh, from this question, again, asking a better question. So instead of asking, what is my why? Just, just ask yourself, who am I and what is my potential? And just sit with mm. this. What is my potential? So don't ask about your purpose because that's a huge question. Uh, and I'll I tell you what, many people do not realize or are not, not able to figure it out until they are much, much older. And that's absolutely fine. So just ask, what is my potential? And potential is expanding. This is an expanding question because when you, when you think about uh, you know, the potential that you might have and is actually there, right, around you, it's huge. And then you just pick one of the directions. So just start with that, really. And uh, the last one, I would say find like-minded people, but do not be afraid of also exploring and being in, uh, in proximity of people that you don't like and that challenge you. Because if they are challenging you, it, it's, it's most probably because there are lessons that you need to learn. And anything that is challenging you, and especially anyone that is challenging you, uh, is there for you to actually figure out why are you being challenged. So learn about your triggers and learn what, I, what is my lesson in this. Because essentially, they might be your biggest teachers. Even though it sounds like ridiculous, uh, you know, you might have, you might have a, a trigger or you might really despise someone and someone is really annoying you. But essentially, it's, it's, it's not them, it's you. <laughs> so figure out why is this happening and then you can learn a heck of a lot about yourself and about the human nature and about how we are actually functioning and how different we are from each other, yet so similar. So these are the three things. Hmm. Definitely. I think that last one as well, just surrounding yourself with people with different, this is why you travel. This is why you think yeah. differently. This is why you, you put yourself in different environments. It's, you know, just figuring out like my way is not always the way sometimes there's something is challenged someone's challenged you for a good reason it's like when when people when an entrepreneur is is obsessed with their product and their idea they're like my idea is going to change the world uh, i think often in that case you know your your biggest helper is someone who's saying but what about this? But what about that? And maybe it's annoying, but it's useful feedback that could end up saving you a lot of money in the future. So uh, some really great stuff there, Susanna. So do you have anything at this point that you would like to plug to my wonderful audience? Yeah. So, so anyone, uh, you know, who, who needs helps, uh, and, and guidance really, you know, figure it out, uh, who, are you know, who is your dream customer, your idle customer, um, uh, then uh, just just head over. I, at the moment, I have a wait, wait list in there, and it's thewhomethod.com. And anyone who wants to connect with me on social, probably the easiest, just go to my website, which is uh, zuzanadobro.com, and uh, you will find uh, links to my social media profiles. And just yeah, just you know, send me a message over LinkedIn or send me a message over Facebook, and yeah, let's chat. It's great. I'll put all of that in the show notes. So everyone ah, cool. can find it very easily. <laughs> And um, yeah, just thank you so much for coming on today. I, I really enjoyed this conversation, Zuzana, and, and thank you so much for your time as well. Yasmin, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate uh, you know, this opportunity to be able to share with you. And uh, yeah, maybe in a near future, we're going to be doing some design thinking workshop together and let's have a lot of fun. That would be amazing. Thank you. Do you ever feel like you put on a front to the world? I did an episode for this podcast with my friend Will Nedder a while back called How to Hack Yourself and Live Life to the Fullest. And we were talking all about how many, many people bottle up their emotions. They mask their true feelings and their true selves with a fake smile. Firstly, because going through hard times is not something that people typically want to hear about. And secondly, because they're afraid to show the world their true colors. 
One thing that I really love is that Will likes to ask people, how are you really doing? Not how are you doing, but how are you really doing? Because that then gives them permission to open up unburdened and be unashamedly themselves and feel lighter and more liberated in the aftermath. And one day Will himself was actually going through a tough time and he confessed to the person he was speaking to in that moment, I'm just low-key emotional, I just put on a front all the time. To which the immediate reply was, you should totally put that on a t-shirt. And boom, the low-key emotional streetwear brand was born. Will's passion for his brand truly oozes through in everything he does, and he essentially created this as a call to authenticity. A lot of us put on a front for the world of how we want the world to think about us instead of who we really are. We hide these parts of ourselves from others out of a fear that we will be judged negatively by others or that we won't be accepted for the person that we really are. So I want to ask you, what's your front? At the end of the day, the low-key emotional brand is all about facing your truth. So if you want to wear clothes like a hoodie, a cap, a bikini that actually stand for something real and keep your hustle low-key, I have an exclusive offer just for you as my podcast listener. With me, you get a 10% discount using the discount code YAS10. That's Y-A-S-10 at the checkout at lowkeyemotional.com. All of the links and the details are in the show notes. I gotta say, I have their hoodie myself. It's extremely comfortable. It looks incredibly hip. I love wearing it. And so if you're one of the cool kids, this is most definitely for you. Again, you can get a 10% discount using the discount code YAS10. That's Y-A-S-10 at the checkout at lowkeyemotional.com. And you too will be rocking the street look in no time. Again, all of the details are in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Young Entrepreneur's Journey. This episode is recorded in London by Yasmina Ellens. The music for the show as well as the editing is done by Jake Babineau. If you've gotten anything out of this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend or liking it in the iTunes store. These things help more than anything else in reaching a broader audience and in turn will lead to better episodes for you to listen to. Thanks again and we'll see you in the next episode.